You just need to show people how you're living life because the right people are going to want to be on board with that too. So it's this piece of like letting people in and see how you embody the transformation that you are promising to bring them on with you. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode. I have a really good one in store for you today. Some days we talk mindset, some days we talk strategy. Today, you guys, is the latter. So you are going to want to take some notes on this, maybe want to come back to this episode more than once. I know you are going to find this incredibly valuable if you are somebody who sells or wants to sell one-on-one coaching in your business. And I know a lot of you are coaches, so I know a lot of you are going to find a ton of value from this episode. And even if you don't have private coaching or some type of close proximity service like this right now in your world, but you think you might at some point, or even if you don't think you might at some point, you still are going to get some valuable marketing lessons out of this around what we look at when we buy high ticket services as consumers, because it is different. It's a different beast. It's a different type of offer to purchase that type of high proximity, high ticket, high touch services from somebody than it is to buy an online course that you go through on your own. There's a different level of trust and understanding involved in the process. And so we need to think about it a little bit differently, but we're going to keep it really tangible today. We're going to keep it really tangible for you. And I have a long list of things to go through with you. And there's seven on my list right now, but we might even branch off and go into some bonus ones because that is just how my brain works. Once the cylinders are firing, I tend to go and find even more things to talk about. But you're going to love it. We're going to get value from it because this is the number one question that I would say I get asked in my masterminds and in my high proximity spaces. And that is, how do I sell more of my one-on-one coaching? How do I get people to want to do one-on-one coaching with me? Why am I not selling more of this? And it's a great question, right? It's a good question. And it's a a big answer too. It's not as simple as just go host a masterclass and then you'll funnel people right into your offer from that. I mean, in some ways you could do that. That might work for you, but there's a lot of other contextual things going on where if we don't have them in place, people aren't going to feel safe to on the back end of a masterclass say, heck yeah, let me send this woman thousands and thousands of dollars for their coaching, right? Most of us are probably in four figures for our coaching, but no matter where you're at with your pricing, it's usually a good chunk of change, right? It's usually one of the higher investments in your offer suite that people can dive into. So I will stop talking about the setup here and let's dive into some of the good stuff of what do we need to make sure or what can we do and check and see to get people in the door of our private coaching? Okay. 
So number one, and this is a check that we all can do. We can all do it right now, or if you're driving, do it after you are done driving. Don't be unsafe. But the first thing that I always ask people is go look at your Instagram. Do you look, are you coming across, are you communicating as an influencer or as a coach and a business owner? When you go and you look at your profile, which one do you look like? Do you look like an influencer who's making fun, you know, silly content and nothing else? Or do you look like an expert in what you do? Do you look like a coach? Do you look like somebody who sells things? And I don't mean post ads every single day on your feed saying buy this product, buy this coaching X, Y, and Z over and over again. That's not what I mean. I mean, does it look like you're working? Do you look like a coach? Are you sharing evidence of having clients and results that they've got? Do you say things in your content of here's how I helped my clients do X, Y, and Z? Here's the best question my client asked me today. Here's a breakthrough I helped my client with. Here's how I got my client from A to B. Okay, I'm just going to list content ideas now. And some of you are probably like, yes, Emily, keep going. (laughs) This is great. But this is the first place I would go and check is look at my content. Does it represent me as a coach or does it represent me as an influencer? And I, I even see this a lot when people have really large followings. You know, I've worked with people who have hundreds of thousands of followers and not all of them are making a lot of money. And this is just further evidence of what I'm sure you've heard before, and I really just want you to anchor it in, that more followers does not necessarily mean you're going to be making more money if you don't know how to talk to your people like a business owner. There's a difference between making content for entertainment and making content to talk about yourself and making content to show people what you can do for them. And to let people know, even through the conversations in your content of, I'm a coach and I help people with this. So that's the first check I would do if my one-on-one coaching wasn't selling at the rate that I wanted it to is, do I look like a coach online? Is it obvious that I'm coaching? And the last thing I'll say about, about this first point here is if you find people coming to you and they're reaching out to you being like, do you know anyone who can help me with X, Y, and Z? Or do you have any book recommendations? Or you seem to be really in this field. Can you point me in the direction of X, Y, and Z? And you're like, me. Hire me. (laughs) Some of you who are hearing this right now, you're going to be like, oh my God, this happened to me last week. I hate this. (laughs) We've all been there because it does take a little bit of learning to literally learn how to position yourself as a coach instead. But this is usually a sign that you are doing too much straight up general educational content of five signs you're burnt out or like three types of content that every business owner needs. Insert your niche here, right? But the content that is just general, how to, it applies to everyone. And there's no context in there around how it relates to what your clients want or how you teach it in your coaching. Like even just in the captions, you guys start working in, like this is my favorite thing to do with clients. or this is my favorite thing to help my clients with. Adding in the language can be all you need to start letting people know of, oh, she works with clients. She's a coach. Okay, so that's number one. Number two on my list, and a lot of these, as a little aside here, you're going to see that they play together, which is awesome because that means we can hit two birds with one zone or even more in our content and start checking some of these boxes without tons and tons of new effort and new styles of content. 
And so number two plays off of that in a really beautiful way in, do you look like an authority? Have you established your authority? So a big piece of this is sharing your backstory. How did you get to this place now where you coach, you have clients, or you aspire to have clients, and you have something that you want to share? What are your credentials? What courses or what certifications, I should say, rather, do you have that qualify you to do this work? What life experience do you have where you've gotten results for yourself that position you as an authority in your field? Why should people trust you? This is a really important question that you have to be answering through your content because if you don't, spoiler alert, people aren't going to trust you. If you don't give them a reason to, if you can't explicitly say, this is why I know what I'm talking about and this is why I'm an expert in my field, why would people pay you? Why why would they trust you? And before you go write yourself off right now of like, shoot, I don't have you know all the client results to point to and I don't have tons and tons of credentials, take a pause, take a breather. There is always something to be said for the results that you've gotten yourself that puts you a couple steps ahead of the person that you want to be helping. And that's all we need to get started. We can always be continuously learning and continuously growing. And I'm a huge advocate for that of deepening your work and your understanding of what you do and not just saying like, what I know now is all I ever need to know. I think we should always be students. I think it's just a hallmark of being a good person a good person that's always growing, especially somebody who's monetizing their their knowledge, right? Let's keep it growing so that we can keep our people growing in our world as well too. But do you have evidence so far that you can point to that show you know enough to help people who are a couple steps behind you because that's all you need. You don't need to be able to help people that are ahead of you. You don't even need to be able to help people that are at the same place as you, okay? Important reminder there. You're only trying to help people who are a couple steps behind you. And if you can focus on that, I guarantee you have credentials in some way, shape, or form that you can share with people of, here's how I got to this place I'm at now. Here's the work I've done to get here, and here's why I want to share it with you. But you got to tell those stories. You have to let people in on it. Otherwise, they're not going to know. They're going to look at you and be like, who's this stranger on the internet saying that if I pay her a ton of money, that she'll get me a transformation? right? Like we, we got to fill in these blanks for people because they can't fill them in on their own. And the stories that they write are not going to be empowering stories <laughs> for us, right? They're just going to be like, oh, this is somebody who doesn't really know what she's talking about on the internet. Why would I trust her? And so that's the kind of the first piece of authority is sharing how you got to this place where you now are qualified to help other people. But this is really going to solidify as you grow if you share examples of how what you have works for other people. So it's kind of step one if you are in the position where the people you're helping are similar to a previous version of you, which many of us that's the case for, not everybody, but for many of us that is the case. But the important next step to developing our authority is that we start to get case studies, that we test out what we know and the strategies that we have and the frameworks that we want to teach, that we get proof that they work for other people as well. And so I've shared this in my podcast before. I've talked about this before, but when I was getting started, I really went out of my way to do sessions with people who I believed were my ideal client for free in exchange for a testimonial so that that could help position me as an authority of, 
okay, it's not just that she has something that works for her. She's done work with with clients and got them results as well. And so I would highly encourage you if you're at the very early stages of your business and of your coaching to do mini containers with people. And this can be on the back end. Like you can just find people who are your biggest fans online. You know, that those one to two people who like every single post, like we all have those super fans of ours where they are tried and true. Test it out for free. Do a free session in exchange for a testimonial. Make a smaller container that's a smaller version of the thing that you want to sell so you can get that social proof of like, okay, in this mini session, it worked. People saw value in it and so much so that they were willing to give a testimonial, right? So even if you are further along in your business, this is a really good reminder that if you are not sharing the results that you're getting for people, why are people going to trust you? So we need to show ourselves working and we need to show the results that our clients are getting and how they're implementing what we learn. That's also going to position you as an authority just by people seeing, oh, okay, she's actually working. She actually has clients. Okay, she's somebody I can trust. You got to get a little scrappy in the beginning, like we just talked about. But with time, make sure that you're continuing to share the examples of yourself actually working, of you hopping on a client call, share. I love. Sometimes I love to share me in the camera, like I'll share a boomerang of me in the Zoom room before my client gets on, something like that, so that people can see on your stories throughout the day that like, oh, she's working. She's got clients. Like this is a real thing. This is a real business. Okay? So that's number two. Are you showing up as an authority? Number three, have you gotten specific in your content to your ideal client? I'm saying this one slowly because this one is so important. And it goes back to what we were starting to say earlier and talking about earlier, where are you hanging out in the general in your content where it's like what you're saying is so applicable to everybody that nobody really cares what you're saying? Maybe that's hard to hear, but it's a very important piece to hear that will start to make you a lot more money when you can figure this out. Get out of the general how-to tips and get specific with your people. And this comes down to knowing your ideal client. And if you're like, Emily, I don't really know my ideal client. I want you to sit down and I want you to think about everyone you've worked with before. Who was your favorite person? Who was the best fit to work with? Who got the best results working with you? And write out why that person was so good. What were they going through? What kind of attitude did they have? What problems did you solve for them? And then every piece of content you make, you want to make like you are speaking directly to that person. Because here's the unfortunate or fortunate truth, however you want to look at it. None of us have fully unique problems. If one of our clients is going through something, it's very, very likely that almost all of our clients will be going through it as well. If not right at this moment, then later on their journey. And by getting specific on that person and what they need to hear from you at any moment in time, you're going to create content that ends up sparking interest and attracting more people in that are like that perfect fit client. And it's going to repel some people, but it's going to repel the people who really aren't meant to be in your world. If getting specific and speaking to that one person means that somebody says, oh, this is not for me, that's a good thing because they were never going to buy from you anyways. And if they were going to buy from you, you probably would have ended up having an unhappy client on your hand when they got into your world and was like, oh, this isn't what I needed. I got sold into something I didn't really need. 
right? So we have to get really specific. And I want you to think about an exercise you can do for this is make a list of what your ideal client wants. Like what are all those results that she's hoping for, that she's hoping to get through content? One thing, it could be a ton of micro things. There's going to be an overarching goal of like, okay, if I'm a fitness coach, obviously my client wants to get fit. But what does that mean to her? What are some of the ways that that manifests tangibly? Is that losing the 10 extra pounds that she has on her body that she doesn't feel good in? Is that getting a new deadlift PR? Is it finally feeling comfortable and confident in the gym? Like what are all the things Right. And then we want to go through and we want to think about, well, why doesn't she have that yet? What is she doing wrong, quote unquote wrong? Right. What mistakes is she making? What misconceptions does she have about how she needs to do things and how like where is she getting stuck, essentially? If we think about it, this is this is why does somebody need coaching? And then we want to create content that connects the two of those things. So Here's why X, Y, and Z isn't working for you on your journey towards this thing that you want. And you educate them on the misconceptions, bonus points, this is also going to position you as an authority, but it's going to give you that sense of, oh my gosh, Emily's in my head, how did she do this? Oh my gosh, how did she know that I was making this mistake? Or, oh my God, she just called me out on something that I didn't even know I was doing wrong. And this is not to say do it in a mean way. This is not in a demeaning way. This is for the benefit of your clients of, hey, I know you're stuck out here like doing excessive cardio, but what I need you to understand about that is that that does not build any muscle for you. I'm just saying like this could be factually incorrect. You guys just take the example and don't 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 question me on whether or not this is factually true about our bodies but this is like doing excessive cardio isn't getting you to the body you want because it's not building any muscle for you and then your metabolism isn't going up if anything it's just making you more hungry right like give them an aha moment of like oh you mean this isn't going to get me the results that i thought it would and that way your content isn't this really generic like here's five steps to burn more calories on the treadmill today great, but that doesn't really hit any emotional chords with me. Like that doesn't make me think. Like that doesn't make me go like, oh, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, what are they already doing wrong without realizing it, right? Like what are the reasons somebody needs coaching? What are they doing wrong on their own? And how can we educate them on what they need to be doing instead or why that's not working to get the things that they want on that list that you just made of like, these are the results that they're going for. Okay, so that is a little bonus little content lesson in there for you around getting specific. Number four on my list here of what we need to check for why our coaching isn't selling the way we want it to is, are you embodying what you teach in your coaching? Are you showing people that you are the living, breathing embodiment of what you coach Okay, let's keep the example of the fitness trainer, right? Nobody wants to hire a fitness coach that isn't fit. (laughs) Not always. I mean, there's some exceptions. There's some exceptions if you are like really revered and amazing researcher and, you know, you're not about working out yourself, but you're about helping other people work out. Like that's an extreme different scenario. But you know what I'm saying here where it's like you want to see that the person is living proof of what's possible. 
And so often we forget to share how we are going through it too, or how we have gone through it in the past, or how we are literally just living our life in a way that is admirable to the people that we are serving. And that's not to say like, look at me, I'm so great. It's just to bring people on the journey with you and show them what life looks like after they've implemented these things that you're going to teach them through their coaching. People want to see you go first. People want to see your clients go first. I mean, you can bring the other examples of people you work with into this too. And so people can say like, oh, like it's not even just Emily who has implemented this and her life looks like X, Y, and Z, but it's working for her clients too. And I want to be like her and her clients. Like I see something in them that I want to embody in myself. Because a lot of times, you guys, that's why we choose our coaches is it's like, I like the way she does life and she's teaching something that I know that I need right? It's like step one, I need the thing that that person's selling, right? Like I know I need the thing. Like if it's fitness coaching again, like I know I need to get fit, but I have a plethora of options of fitness coaches to choose from, right? So who am I going to choose? Well, I'm going to choose the one that is living life in a way that I want to live life. And she is showing me the behind the scenes of her day to day. Like I want to see, are you counting every calorie and does that align with me or not? right? Especially if you're teaching, like, let's say you're a fitness coach that you're like, I teach intuitive eating. Like I teach not counting your macros. I teach, you know, shooting for high protein, but that you don't need to track everything obsessively. I want to see how you're doing that, right? Like I want to see that in action. I want to see that you really mean it, that you're eating the pizza at the party when it's in front of you because you believe in balance. Or maybe you're the other extreme, right? Maybe you are the person who's like, Nope, we've got to track if we want to see results. Okay, I want to see you tracking then. I want to see you do this in action and I want you to to show me how easy this is to do it if you're saying that it's the way for me to do it too. The proof is in the pudding. Like we got to walk the walk. But there's kind of two parts to this. There's one, like I said, that you can do the things that you're asking your people to do and that it actually works and you're not just saying it. But then there's the second part of Who are your clients becoming or who do they want to become when they go through coaching with you? Because so often it's more than just, I want the physical transformation. If we're thinking in lines of the fitness coach, like, or whatever the strategic knowledge is that they're going to gain from your world, but it's who do I think I'm going to be once I have that? Who do I think I'm going to become? What type of person am I going to be? And that's what they're looking for to be modeled in you. And the thing is, you're you're already that person. Like you don't need to go out and take extravagant trips or like, I don't know, rent out a gym and do like a crazy fitness thing if you're a fitness person. Like that's not what I'm saying. You are already the person that people are going to look up to if they really are your people. You just need to bring them in. You need to bring them on the journey. You need to show what life looks like for you, even if it's like you hanging out with your cat or your dog and that's your dream life. Like you get fit so that you can go on runs with your dog. I'm really on this fitness example today. So just run with me here. See yourself in the story. (laughs) No pun intended with run with me and going on runs with your dog. (laughs) I'm just delighting my own little brain here with all these synchronicities and ways I'm going off on these tangents. But you see what I mean? Like you just need to show people how you're living life because the right people are going to want to be on board with that too. But it's this piece of like letting people in and see how you embody the transformation that you are promising to bring them on with you. 
Okay. So that was number four. We got three more. Number five. This is a simple one. This is a simple one, but I guarantee you all need to hear this. Are you talking about your coaching? (laughs) And I'm so serious. So many times people come to me and they're like, no one's buying my coaching. And I'm like, when was the last time you talked about it? And they're like, um, I don't know, like two weeks ago. Well, okay, there you go. That's why no one's buying. What are the chances everyone in your audience even saw that post you made on your stories about your coaching, right? You need to be making the invitations on a regular basis. Now, if coaching is the only thing you're selling right now, I would find a way to talk about it every single day. And that doesn't mean you're just posting a link on your stories every single day saying, join my private coaching, but you're finding ways to talk about it. And as you talk about it, you make the invitation of if you're looking for this kind of thing in your life, here's how you join, or here's how you learn more information to see if my coaching is a good fit for you. And how you talk about it could be so many different things. We've talked about a bunch of these examples already. It could be just, hey, I have two client calls today that I'm getting on and just sharing a takeaway after each of those client calls. It could be making content about your clients. It could be sharing a really juicy conversation that you had without sharing specifics of your clients, but something that will apply to your audience, sharing a lesson from one of those conversations today. It could be sharing the branding. It could be getting on your stories and saying, hey, I have a handful of private coaching spots open. Here's what we do in private coaching. Let me know if you want to claim one of those spots. We start on this date, right? But are you talking about it? Don't assume that people are going to click the link in your bio if it's linked there. And don't assume talking about it once every couple couple weeks is enough, right? I would say if that's the only thing you're selling right now, sell it every day, okay? Number six. This is also a short one, but I, I swear by this one, you guys. I swear by it. Do they ever hear your voice? I told you it sounds, it's a little weird. It sounds a little silly. But I mean it. I mean it so deeply. Think about it this way. Like in your content, on your stories, how often are you getting on and are you talking to your people? Do you ever go live and talk to your people? Do you record videos of yourself? Like this is a big deal. Think about it. Again, most of our coaching is going to be in the thousands of dollars range, right? If you want strangers to click on a link and buy from you, do you think they're going to do that if they've never even heard your voice? You trust someone and you feel like you know someone so much more once you've heard them speak. That is just a fact. I have no data to back that up, but I have life experience. I'm sure someone somewhere has made some data on that of like the connection you feel to someone increases once you hear their voice versus just seeing their face. But it's so true. And I bet you can feel this if you're just thinking about it right now. It's like when you find a new influencer and you're like, oh, this page looks cool. And you like scroll through their videos and then you hear their voice for the first time. Sometimes it's like, oh, that is not what I was expecting. You just feel like you know this person on a different level. You're like, okay, now I get it. Like now I get what they're all about. This is important. But it's also important if we think about it from the lens of like, if they're not hearing you speak, they're really not hearing you in your truest form. And they're not going to be able to understand what kind of person you're going to be like if they're going to get on one-on-one coaching calls with you. Start to establish that level of trust now and that level of understanding and knowing and likability through your social media by getting on video and speaking. Give people opportunities to hear your voice. Okay, and then number seven, last one on my list. Have you given them a taste test? 
Have you let them test drive the car? It's another way I like to think about this one, especially if you are a new coach and this is going to be your first offer or this is your first offer. How do they know you're good at what you do? How do they know that what you have is going to be helpful and relevant to them? You have to give people a little taste test. You have to give them a little amuse, amuse bouche. Is that how you say it? The little teaser you get before your fancy dinners. You got to give them a little taste test. You got to give them a little sampler. This also invokes a feeling of reciprocity. And if you've ever heard of the law of reciprocity, this is a principle in marketing that when you give somebody something for free, they feel inclined to return the favor. They feel inclined of, okay, she gave me something. I have to give her something in return. And this is playing out and it's not, it's not a manipulative thing. I mean, I suppose you could use it manipulative, but people can usually see through that and feel that. But we can just think about this in general human being the way we interact in human beingness, if you will. When somebody does something for you, you you want to do something for them. You feel this connection with them of like, oh, but now there's an imbalance or like she served me. So now I want, I want to, I want to do it back. I want to help her out. And this comes into play here with our marketing. What are you doing for people up front? How are you letting them, like if you think, remember when you used to go to the mall and you get free free samples of food in the food court and like Panda Express is what I'm thinking of, <laughs> like the little orange chicken or like it was some Chinese food restaurant like that, one of the Americanized ones. Like whenever you would get that, you would end up wanting to buy from there. You would just feel like, okay, that's that's the place I'm going to go eat now. <laughs> and like, it wasn't even conscious of like, well, they gave me something. So now I want to give it back. It's just kind of like, it just sways you in that direction. You're just like, oh, okay. What I, but I get what this is about. They gave me a little something. Like you, you just feel like you're hooked in. Right. And so you, you, you would usually end up going there. Not always. Maybe it wasn't your thing, but that comes into play here too. So there's the law of reciprocity coming in of, okay, if you give people something for free, and what I mean by this is like a free training, a free download, anything that gives them a sense of what you're going to be like in what in live, <laughs> in the flesh when you are in coaching, right? This could be a free challenge. That was what I did when I launched my coaching for the first time. I, I did a free reels challenge and then use that to sell people into my private coaching for their social media when it first started. Give them something for free. And they will feel connected to you and they'll want to return it. They'll want to return the favor. They want to balance the scales. So it's that, but it's also just, let's think about this in terms of common sense. If I've never experienced your coaching, that is a big leap of faith for me to want to dive into a long-term, potentially, container with you for your private coaching. And so if you're already giving away things for free and it's still not working, we can kind of do a little bit of a bridge here and maybe recharge for strategy sessions. And you can even do, okay, after this strategy session, if you're ready now for a longer container, you've tried it, you got the little sample, you did your taste test and you were like, this is for me, this works. Maybe they can even apply what they paid to that to private coaching with you. So there's ways we can do this, but you're getting people in the door. You're giving them a sense of the value you provide so that they can make an informed decision about whether or not you really are the coach for them. Because if you never show them, if all they're getting are the are little squares of content from you on Instagram or whatever your platform is, it makes sense that they're going to need a little bit more before they feel ready to purchase from you, right? Okay. So these are my seven tips. 
plus some little bonus tangents from my brain, from the vaults of my brain. I hope that this helps you and gave you some things to reflect on in your coaching. If you loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you guys. Send me a DM on Instagram at it's Emily Sincata and let me know what resonated with you. Screenshot this episode, share it to your stories. That's actually one of the best things that you can do to help me reach more people with this podcast and leave Ooh, I would love you so much if you left us a review on Apple. That that and sharing the podcast are the best ways that you can give back if you are loving these episodes. All right, you guys. Take what resonated with you from today's training. Apply it. Go sell some private coaching. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that text, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.